Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. This morning when I walked in, I saw one of the sisters in the church. I said, hey, how you doing? She said, like a tree, like a tree. How many, how you living today, everyone? Like a tree. Come on, let's praise God for his goodness. Beautiful, beautiful promise from the word of God to all of our lives, to our children and our children's children. He wants to make us like trees planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in season. Hallelujah. Our leaves won't wither. And he will give us the waters of life so we could bring him glory. Let's go ahead and read the, the key verses today. I hope you're memorizing this and thinking about it and really drinking it in. Ready? Let's read it together. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Come on, let's thank God one more time for that beautiful promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're going to begin to, we're going to continue, should I say, to focus on our root system. When you look at a tree, the root system of a tree exemplifies our relationship with God that no one sees. So everyone here should have a relationship with God that no one sees. Today we're going to start to begin making the connection between what happens underground for a tree and above ground for a tree. Okay, that's your fruit system. But today we're going to continue to drill down on what is happening underground. Now last week we talked about fuel. And fuel is meant to be used. Everyone repeat that with me. Fuel is meant to be used. You can use fuel in a good way or you can use fuel in a bad way. But fuel, the purpose of fuel is so that it will be used. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of using the fuel that we spoke of last night. And I want to give a quick illustration actually from a, from a, a, a car, an automobile. And so what you see here, that, that big container there is the fuel tank. Okay. And uh, when you put gas in your car, the fuel, the gas goes in the fuel tank, and then it, it, it is guided along lines, and then it goes into the engine. When it goes into the engine, as it's being guided into the engine, when it gets there, then the process of combustion takes place. When combustion takes place, okay, chemical fuel, everyone say chemical fuel. Chemical fuel is converted into, or should I say chemical energy, I'm sorry, chemical energy that's placed in the tank is converted into mechanical energy that makes the car move, all right? So 
there is chemical energy, it undergoes, it's guided into the engine, and then it becomes mechanical energy. The mechanical energy then enables the car to move, and then there's also more of a guiding process because there's a driver. And the driver drives the car to the, to the purposed destination. There's all of this talk now about self-driving cars. And uh, I'm kind of spooked about it because what if you get in a self-driving car and it takes you where you don't want to go? You see? And the point of the message today, I want to start by saying this, is that there is a very, when it comes to becoming a fruitful person, there is a very guided process that takes place. You see, people don't understand everything that's happening in an automobile, but it is a very guided process. So in the same way that there's this guided process with, a, with an automobile, we too experience a guided process. God downloads his will into our lives just like we prayed. We prayed for God's will. And then that will goes through a guided process process that is converted into very practical energy and that very practical energy plays out in our lives and then we bear fruit for the glory of God. It's God start to finish. It's very important for us to understand that this guided process is from start to finish. The Bible says, he who began the good work will carry it on to completion. You see? And so, so in the private place, God puts the energy of his will and then he transforms it into fruit-bearing, God-glorifying energy as it plays out in our lives. And we're going to be talking about this process, this very guided process. Now, as we talk about this guided process, it's important for us to pause and recognize that even in an engine... If you just leave fuel in an engine, we talked to one of our resident mechanics, and in the older cars, if you left fuel in an engine, even though there's fuel in the engine, the fuel breaks down and it actually deteriorates the engine. It clogs the engine. If fuel is not used, it clogs the engine, you see? And it's the same way spiritually. That's why today's message is so important because we prayed for a revelation of the, of the will of God last week. But listen, you need to do something with it because, because it will actually break you down. Here's the way Pastor Simla put it years ago. I thought this was so insightful. Here's what Pastor Simla said. Inspiration without expression leads to depression. Inspiration without expression leads to depression. In other words, you maybe were here last week and you prayed, God, show me your will. Download your will to my life. And then you get this download and God begins to speak to you. And if you do nothing with it, a lot of times you don't realize it, but that's why a lot of people are just depressed and discouraged and feeling defeated because we were all made to be productive and bear fruit for the glory of God. How many believe that? We should all be like trees. Every single one of us. It's God's will. It's his plan that all of us would bear fruit for the glory of God. And there's nothing more discouraging than being an unfruitful Christian. You see? 
And so we're going to begin to look at how that fuel is guided through the engine of our lives so that we could be productive and we, we could really generate output. Now, it's the same way it's for a car, it's the same way it's for a tree, it's the same way it's for us. And I want to kind of talk through this a little bit more before we get into the message. Could you go ahead and put up the image of the tree for me? So here's what happens. Underground, trees spread out their roots and roots have these little hairs on them. Those little hairs are, are make absorbing water and the nutrients in the soil easier. The water and the nutrients in the soil is absorbed and then it's converted. It's converted into life-giving energy. It actually becomes sugar and then it shoots it up throughout the entire tree so that the tree could grow and bear fruit. Now imagine if the roots of a tree absorbed all of, all of the nutrients, all of the water and then just left it right there. You see, then the tree wouldn't grow. So it has to grow. Now, for all of the science uh, um, folks here, I want to I clarify something. When a tree gets to a point where it's bearing fruit, I know this. A tree actually gets nutrients in two ways, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later. It gets it from the bottom up from the ground and from water, and then from the top down through photosynthesis. By the way, this is not a science class. We're going to get to preaching. Okay, so it's up, down, but when it starts, it's actually bottom up. Okay, and what the tree does, it goes growing and it builds this supply line from the ground all the way up. And the tree starts to grow and spread out. And literally this process is growing branches. And it's growing branches and growing the trunk that will eventually bear fruit for the tree and I want to tell you that God wants to do something in the private place and that it'll be like a pipeline into your life and mine so that we could spread out and grow branches and bear fruit for his glory you see but it is a very guided process and it's important for us to know that we we need to understand that he wants to give us energy and guide that energy through all of our lives, through every moment of our lives, so that we could bear fruit, stand strong, and bring him glory. Now what we're going to do now is read uh, uh, a passage of scripture where Jesus is specifically teaching about this. And here's what Jesus is going to teach us today. He's going to teach us that the guidance of God is packed with so much more than just being told what to do. The guidance of God is so much more than just being told what to do. Some people think that you get a, a, a will of God, God speaks to you about something, and then, and then you do it however you want to do it. And you grow it however you want to grow it. And what we have to understand is that when you grow for the glory of God and bear fruit for the glory of God, you grow like a tree. And it is a very guided, a very specific process for all of us. And so we're going to see now how it is that the Lord guides us. And uh, let's go ahead and pray. This is Matthew chapter 25. We're going to be looking at another illustration. 
And when Jesus tells parables, what he's doing is breaking down spiritual truth by giving us tangible illustrations. So this is a practical illustration of what we're talking about. It says, again, it will be like a man. When it says the it that it's talking about is the kingdom of God. Okay? This is the way God's kingdom works. All right? This, we talked about how an automobile works. We talked about how a tree works. Now we're going to talk about how God's kingdom works. Watch this. It says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. To another, one bag. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went out at once and put his money to work. And he gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag of gold went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. He did nothing with the fuel. You see? It says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Hallelujah. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Notice it's the same reply. Five bags, two bags. It's still a celebration from the master. Hallelujah. He said, uh, 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 two bags. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. A little more. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and I gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put uh, my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. This whole series is about the abundant life. This whole series is about the journey towards living out the abundant life. And it's simple. All we have to do is be like a tree. And so I want to pray today. That God would give us revelation and insight, but more than that, that there would be a, 
a powerful transformation that takes place in our hearts. Because God wants to guide us all the way through. You see, he wants to guide us all the way through to fruitfulness for his glory. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this beautiful time in your presence. God, thank you for your word. Lord, we are so blessed. And Father, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released to every individual heart. Lord, perhaps someone is having a hard day today. Lord, would you blow past all the difficulty right now? And God, would you speak life, oh God? And would you speak hope? Oh God, would you speak, Lord, the possibilities of your power and promise if we would just receive from you today. So bless this word, Lord. Bless our time together. Help my feeble lips, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. So how does God guide this amazing process? What does this passage teaches, teach us? Very simple. Number one, he guides us by growing natural abilities in us. He guides us by growing natural abilities in us. I want you to notice that he gave the bags each according to his ability. Each according to his ability and God grows all of us with unique and natural Abilities. Here's the definition of ability. Ability is a quality that permits and facilitates our performance and achievement. Okay? It's a quality that permits and facilitates our performance and achievement. The same way a tree has, not every tree is the same. The same way a tree has unique branches. Okay? They grow over time. Unique branches, and then on those branches, the tree bears fruit. Every one of us, we grow our own unique branches, and God is the one who grows those branches. You see, it's important for us to understand that from start to finish, even your natural abilities have come from God. He created you, and he made you. You see, he made us different. Each one of us is different, but each one of us, in light of the plan of God, he has given us these natural abilities so that we can perform and achieve for God's glory. And that's the way we become uh, uh, prosperous. In other words, a tree can only bear fruit on branches that it has grown, not on branches that it hasn't grown. So here's a classic example. Let's take, let's take Christian who was exhorting us earlier today, and then his wife was on the screen, okay, exhorting us through the video. So Christian can hit notes that I wish I could hit. Christian was given a gift, okay, to sing. Now, what you guys don't know is that when Christian was in college, he was actually pursuing broadcasting. 
And he was a part of the college newspaper, and he was part of radio shows. And he, uh, he actually once met one of the guys from um, one of these sports. I think it was ESPN. The guy gave him his number. He was very impressed with Christian. And Christian was on his way because he also had uh, another natural ability with, with talk radio and sports. And he was potentially heading in that direction. But here's what happened. Christian was seeking God, and in the private place listen closely in the private place God said I don't want to for that branch of your life to bear fruit I'm gonna bear fruit through this branch of your life you're gonna sing for the glory of God you're gonna exhort for the glory of God you're gonna minister for the glory of God you see and we have to understand that it is a very guided process and you can't do just whatever you want to do you see? And the, the key with last week is that you have to surrender to discover the will of God. You see? And so since Christian surrendered, the Lord showed him. Now, now his wife surrendered. And she's not called to music ministry. She's called to children's ministry. You see? And she got her degree from DePaul to, to learn how to write curriculum based on who God made her to be. You see? And so these are natural abilities that then God also combines spiritual abilities. Look, let me, let me put it this way. In the Old Testament, right, God put a spiritual ability for interpreting dreams in Joseph and then a natural ability for creating order at the same time. You see, it's spiritual and natural. Okay, now, now you might say, man, that's kind of, well, if God created you, wouldn't he create you like that? This is God. He puts spiritual gifts and natural gifts in all of us. You see, when we surrender to him, he guides our lives so that we could be like a tree. You see, there are, th this is the way I want to sum up this point, okay? So every one of us needs to understand that God wants to guide this process. And we all have unique God-given branches. So let's take for the average single person here, okay. The average single person, right, has had these branches. They grow into their life. They have a family perhaps. They have key relationships. They're, they're growing a branch of personal growth. They got to keep growing together. Then they have a job, and that's one of the branches of their lives. And, and they have a, a, a ministry, and they, they also have the branch of their home, and they got to take care of their home. And these are all branches that grow in your life. You see, when you're little, you do chores and you clean your room. And if you're faithful with cleaning your room and you do a good job and, and you study in school, then you can rent an apartment because your branches grow and you become more fruitful. And then after you rent an apartment, you, you get married and you grow and God blesses your life. And then you buy a house. How many remember you buy a house? Hallelujah, have a house. And then there's more responsibility, but it's because the branches of your life are growing. And I'm telling you right now, God is the one who grows all of those branches you see that's why our offerings our offerings they should make us weep because if you have anything here you need to praise God that God has grown it into your life could we praise God right now for all the amazing things that he's grown in our lives 
And I want to encourage you. Listen, you got to get clear. You got to get clear. So, look, this is a, a, a single person. Go ahead, the next one. Basically the same. Let's say a married person here. So a married person might have some of this. Look, everyone is different because everyone's life is different. But I'm just trying to make a point. Your marriage is one of the branches of your life. If you're here today, you're having problems in your marriage, I'm telling you right now, you better work at it. You better surrender. You better yield to the Holy Spirit. You better say, Lord, change me and make my marriage fruitful, God, because this is your plan. This is where you want to bless me. You see? It's, it's important. We have children. We have ministry, work. God, help me to be a good worker. The Christian needs to look at their life like this. You see? When you go to work... That's not just a job. That's not just a vehicle for making money. That's one of the branches that God has grown in your life. And if you're fruitful at it, he'll give you even more. Your branch will grow. And you will get stronger and stronger. So let me just say this. Okay, these branches are spiritual and natural abilities in our lives. They manifest in very practical ways. You see, some people think... That walking with Jesus is nothing but spiritual stuff. No, it's very practical stuff. How you do your job is important to Jesus. How you live your life is important to Jesus. How you handle your home. How you clean your house. You see? How you take care of your stuff is important to Jesus. Because he gave us those things. How many would say amen? amen. And I want to say this before we move on. I want to encourage everyone to get clarity on what branches God has grown in your life. Do you have clarity on that? If you don't, you should go home and write it down. You should pray about what, what, what is God growing? And here's another thing. What is God trying to grow? Because there are some branches that God is trying to grow in a person's life. Because he said the blessed man is like a tree. Trees have branches and they bear fruit. Amen. Remember, you can't do everything. You have to do what God is directing and guiding you to do. Okay, now, he guides us not just by the way, by his, by the way he makes us, but he guides us by investing his grace in us. Look at what the Bible says here. Remember, this is a spiritual truth being broken down into a practical way so you and I can understand. All right? So it says, the man who had received five bags of gold. So also the one who received two bags of gold. And then another one received one bag of gold. Okay? God invests, we're going to call it gold. I want to define it for you in a minute. But God invests gold, so to speak, in our lives. In other words, in the same way that fuel is converted into energy, God's plan is energized by his grace. God gives us a daily energy on a daily basis, giftings and abilities to make us fruitful. And those bags of gold represent God's grace. Grace is God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Grace is God's wealth, which is his enabling energy deposited inside of us. 
Okay? Why do we pray? What, do you know why we, when we preach and then we call you to the altar? Because preaching is supposed to build faith. But then when the faith is built, we want you to go to God. And when you go to God, you want God download some grace, God. I need energy. I need power. I need fuel. I need authority. Why did Jesus say to them, don't leave Jerusalem until I do, uh, you're endued with power? The Christian life is a life of being endued with the power of God, with the wealth of God. It's God's buying power to bear fruit and become prosperous in his kingdom. You can't be prosperous in the kingdom of God without grace. You see? And so you have natural abilities, but then on top of those natural abilities, you need grace. You see? And in the miracle of it all, somehow when it gets into the engine of your life, God gives grace. There's some kind of incredible conversion that takes place just from knowing. See, there's a difference between knowing what God wants you to do. And then being empowered to do it. He does both. Brothers and sisters, he does both. It's an amazing thing to me. But God knows exactly what plan he has for Suavik's life. Okay. Exactly for Trisha. He knows exactly. And then when Trish needs grace to do God's will, all she has to do is is look to him because guess what? The gold will be there. The gold will be there. This is amazing. When you go down to pray tonight or tomorrow, God wants to pour out fresh gold. You see? And then that gold is used so that we could grow. Now I was thinking about this, about about how God grows people. And this past week, they, uh, they just celebrated my mother-in-law's 70th birthday. The choir. It was actually in December, but they were off. And so this was their choir practice. And so they celebrated Carol's 70th birthday. And uh, Carol has been in ministry 45 years. She's won about seven Grammys. I've lost count, literally. Countless awards. Uh, um, just all sorts of amazing things. And here's the story. Everybody, please listen to this. Okay, so when Carol was a little girl, she grew up in a Christian home. And I've been praying. What I'm about to tell you, I've been praying for the kids behind the wall. And I've been praying for us. Okay, I've been claiming. I'm saying, Lord, I'm part of this tree. I'm part of Carol Symbolist tree. And I'm, I'm claiming this for our church. So here's what happened. So when she was a little girl, the Lord whispered in her ear. She's never told what the whisper said. But the only thing we know is that God whispered in her ear and basically told her that she was going to be used in music. That's all I know. I don't, I don't know that anybody knows. It was just between her and God. And so, so could you put a, a picture up of her? I got a picture. Look, that's Chrissy right there. See that little cutie pie right there? That's mine. So this is Carol. This could be either New Jersey or Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Carol's pastor, uh, dad, pastored in Brooklyn. But I want you to leave that picture up. I want you to think of Carol as a little girl 
she gets the whisper of God. And then as she gets the whisper of God, she starts to give herself to music. She plays the piano. She listens to music. She plays the piano. She listens to music. She sings. She worships. She prays. And, and her little hands, those little fingers growing. Imagine the little fingers of that little girl growing and growing and growing. And then, and then in the plan of God, another branch, she meets Pastor Simbla. And then the branch of marriage grows. All before the foundations of the earth. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives a favor from the Lord. All part of the plan of God. And that, and that, that branch begins to grow. And then they go into the ministry. And, and they have children and all that. But little by little, the branch of music is growing and growing. And then all of a sudden, because of the whisper of God... And because she kept getting the gold and using the gold that God gave her, she began to grow. And all of a sudden, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir is born. And now 40 albums later, that little girl became such an amazing tree. The branches of her life have reached into Africa. They've reached into the Caribbean. They've reached into Europe. They've reached all over the world. People have sung songs that were written by Carol and have been ministered to and have had times of praying and seeking God. When I first became a Christian, I remember being in Bible school and putting on Brooklyn Tabernacle and sitting in my, in my room and just praying and saying, Jesus, use my life. All because of a little girl. You know, I want to say two quick things before we wrap this up. One of the things that I remember, first time I was in Chrissy's house or, and saw Carol playing the, up close, saw Carol playing the piano. I'll never forget the day that what I thought about baseball player that I am, I thought, man, her hands are so little. You know, I thought you have to have big hands to play the piano. You see, listen, little is much when God is in it. You see, I don't know, you know, I think she got five, I think she got about 25 bags if you ask me. But see, you don't understand what God can do if you just use the gold that he's given you. And so... I think about the whisper of God in a little girl's heart. And she becomes this amazing tree that has blessed the world. You see, listen, the whisper of God always carries the gold of God. The whisper of God in your life always carries the gold of God. And that's why your private life is so important because today, God can say something to you today that will change your future. God can release his power inside of you and make you so fruitful for his glory. So many stories. I watched the, the, the Ben Carson movie once. This little kid grew up in the rough side of the tracks, poor his mother made him study, 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 and he gave himself to it. And he becomes a brain surgeon. He does the, the first separation of the conjoined twins. I mean, like an amazing story because, because someone allowed their natural abilities and their spiritual abilities 
to be used for the glory of God. Now, I need to say this in our study, in our research, right? Well, no, before I say that, can I, can I, I want to pause here. So while I was praying about this yesterday, I was thinking about Levi. Levi is a little boy that my sister-in-law adopted. He's from Kenya, correct? Ethiopia. Levi's from Ethiopia. And um, he was taken from this remote place, remote village, and now he's part of this family. And um, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant little boy. He's a beautiful, beautiful little boy. And I, I, I was just praying for the whisper of God in Levi's life. Because I was thinking, Lord, there had to be a reason that you took him from there and put him here. You see, why are you here? You could have the worst attitude in this moment. All right, let's just say you're in your grumpiest, lowest, most carnal, fleshly place you could ever be right now. Do you realize that God looks past all of that? Do you realize that God created you in love with an amazing plan? All you have to do is open your heart to God and let those branches grow. So I'm just praying. I'm praying. I was praying this for you. Let the whisper of God uh, be transformed into the grace of God and let the grace of God be transformed into a fruitful life. God wants to make you and I fruitful. Everybody say, God wants to make me fruitful. Yes, and in specifically in all of those areas. If you want to know where the devil will fight you, the devil will always fight you where you're supposed to be fruitful. So if you're having marital problems, don't be surprised. If you're having work problems, don't be surprised. If you're having ministry problems, don't be surprised because the enemy wants to stop all of that up because that's the way we bring him glory. You see? Now listen, while I was doing, while we were doing research for this, I heard a story about Tom Hanks, the actor. So he was on a movie set. And he heard about, um, he heard about some scandal with an actor. He's talking to, to a younger guy. And, um. When he heard the story, he turns to the younger guy and I, he says something very astute and I think very humble. Here's what he said. He said, it's never too late to ruin your life. So he says to this young man, you know what that shows you? It shows you that it's never too late to ruin your life. And you know how a person ruins their life? Lives are ruined by misdirected energy. See? One of the powerful things about the branches of your life, the branches of your life tell you where you should be working. And then if it's not one of the core branches of your life, if it's not one of the core things that God has called you to, then listen, don't waste your time. Time is precious. We don't waste your time with carnality and, and, and being fleshly. Don't waste your time with all, all, any of those things, okay, Jesus says in John chapter 15 that any branch that doesn't bear fruit, he prunes. So God prunes friendships that are no good for us. 
God prunes behaviors and activities and hobbies that are no good for us. Why? Because he wants the energy to be directed to what blesses you and makes you a blessing. Misdirected energy will ruin our lives. One of the things I was praying about today, and we're going to close now, is that God would bring clarity and that if there's any misdirected energy, that it would come to an end in the name of Jesus. Here's the last thing and then we'll close. He guides our life through his expectations. You know, God does expect something from what he put inside of you. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Okay? After a long time, the master of those servants returned. Everyone say returned. Everybody says, yeah, I believe Jesus is coming back and all that. Yeah, but you know what? He's coming back to settle accounts. He's coming back to settle accounts. He's coming back to settle accounts. When he comes back, he's going to say, Swavik, what, would you, what did you do with my grace? What did you do with my plan for your life? Remember when I met you that day and I revealed my plan? Same thing with Trish. Same thing with my brother. Same thing with my sister. Every single one of us, I say this in love. This is not a moment of condemnation. This is an exhortation to wisdom. To wisdom. To forsake the foolishness of this world and get busy about bearing fruit for the glory of Jesus. How many would say amen? Hallelujah. Oh God, he has an expectation. He's going to say, what did you do with your talent? What did you do with, with the grace and the gold that I gave you? There's, there's an incredible mystery of multiplication and fruitfulness to the person who says, God, show me your will and then guide me by your grace every single day. Remember. There's so much more to the guidance of God than just being told what to do. No. It is packed with his life. It is packed with his energy. It's packed with his gold. It's packed with the grace of God so that you would say, I don't know how I'm going to do that. You will do it because he's given you the gold. You see? But growing is not an easy thing. Growing is something that you do day by day. Day by day. And you, and you stretch and you strain and little by little. Your life starts going like this. See? And you stretch out. It's funny. Thinking, going back to my mother-in-law. There was a famous book when I was a kid called The Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Anybody know A Tree Grows in Brooklyn? Yes. And uh, maybe not that famous, but it was famous. <laughs> I remember being a kid in Brooklyn saying, man, I wonder what tree they were talking about. Well, let me tell you something. My mother-in-law is a tree that grows in Brooklyn. And here's the last thing I'll say, okay. What I love about her is that she's like my kind of baseball player. I grew up on a team where 13 guys get drafted. You know, our Sandlot team, everybody was good. And on a team where everybody's good, there's always one person. They just need all the attention to themselves. They have to be the center of attention. It's like, shh, be quiet. We're all good. 
you know? And you get in with athletes, you're like, she doesn't have to be the center of attention. She's the kind of guy who will hit a ball 450 feet, you know, drive in three runs, come back to the thing, and then talk about, you know, his pickup truck. You know why? Because she recognizes that it, the gift is not hers, it's just from God. How many would say amen? Listen, there's a depth of surrender that even goes beyond the emotion of our time at the altar. There's a depth of surrender where God begins to clarify your branches. And he begins to energize you to say, I'm going to work on these things that God has given me to do. Day by day, step by step, inch by inch. As we would say, life's a cinch. There's a depth of surrender. Some people want God to throw a parade. There will be no parades. Just grow. Day by day. He does expect something for, from us. Now, as we close, I want to just say this. In the passage, the one who only received one bag of gold, they gave in to fear. There's two things that will hinder people, the fear and the flesh. God has called you to be fruitful. He's called me to be fruitful. You cannot give in to fear. You got to live by faith. Some people don't go to God because they don't have the faith that there's going to be an outcome. But I'm telling you, if you go to him, there will be a powerful outcome. So I want to pray right now. You know, I'm not making an altar call today. And here's why. It's because each one of us are called to be like a tree. Every single one of us, we're called to be like a tree. Each one of us has different branches. Each one is unique by the design and plan of God. And God wants you to grow those branches and bear leaves and bear fruit. It is a very guided process. And that's why in the private realm we need to stay close to him so we can learn to be led by him. And here's what I want to do. If you're in the front row, I'm going to ask you to bow your head. But if you're not, put your, head on the, put your head on the seat in front of you. Just. And I want to pray right now. I want to pray for clarity. I want to pray that everyone would stop for a moment and think about the branches that God is growing in your life and branches that God wants to grow in your life. I want to pray for a fresh appreciation of the gold that he's deposited. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you show us, Lord? God, look down from your mighty throne. Would you show us, Lord, what you're trying to grow in our lives? God, some of us, we've been neglecting, God, the, the call, the branches that you've been trying to grow. And Lord, our energy has been misdirected, oh God, because of the fear, because of flesh. But today in the name of Jesus, would you cut off every branch that doesn't bring you glory? 
would you bring clarity to every life and every heart, God? Because, Lord, you're not a respecter of persons. Every person here is called to be like a tree, God. Every man, every woman, every marriage, oh God, our children, we believe you to make them like trees. Give us clarity, God. Give us clarity. And God, give us faith to receive fresh grace to be led by you on a daily basis to bring you glory. Lift your hands now. Pour out my heart, Lord. Come on, reach out to him. You pour out your spirit. All that I am, all that I need is found in you. I pour out my heart, Lord. You pour out. someone next to you. You know, the Lord wants us to be like an amazing apple orchard. 
not just one tree bearing fruit, but every single tree bearing fruit. I want you to pray to the left and to the right. I want you to pray, God, make us like an orchard. Make us so fruitful, God, that people will bring you glory. God, that people will celebrate you, that people would be fed by you, God, that people would be ministered by you, oh God. That people would be helped, oh God. Come on, open your mouth and pray. This is part of being a Christian. Pray to the left and to the right. Make us fruitful, God. Like a beautiful orchard, oh God. Fruitful for your glory. Cause branches to grow. New branches, new branches. make us fruitful make every person like a tree make every marriage like a tree make our children grow like trees oh God planted by streams of water oh God built on the life-giving water that flows from Christ oh God built by your word oh God fruitful oh God rejecting the counsel of the wicked oh God and embracing and delighting in the word of God being empowered by the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, release us. Release every person now. God, full of gold, full of grace. And God, give us faith. God, give us faith to push past the fear, oh God. And let us bear fruit for your glory. Let many people taste and see that the Lord is good from the fruit of our lives. We trust you to do these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah, Lord, we praise you.